here we are, assembled around the king's table so that we can partake in this most precious feast, this memorial, as we remember the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This supper that we partake in each Sunday, such a precious thing, such a wonderful thing, so much more than just a, a momentary pause in between singing praises to our Lord. This is a moment for us to, to truly remember what God has done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, when you really look at it, for the first century Christians, uh, this was the, the centerpiece of their worship. You read in Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, we see the example there that on the first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread, it seems that they had begun meeting on the first day of the week on the Lord's Day, on the Resurrection Day, on Sunday, to remember Jesus Christ. And this is a practice that we still continue to observe even today as we've come together to observe this time of, of communion, this time of remembrance as we participate in the Lord's Supper. Now, there was a church in Corinth that had experienced some, well, some problems in regards to communion. You see, their habit had been that uh, they would come together for what we might call a fellowship meal. And at some point during the course of the fellowship meal, they would take communion one with another. Well, over the course of time, uh, there were those who had plenty to eat, and then there were those who were going hungry. And so this, this very act of communion, which was supposed to be bringing them together, was actually resulting in division. And so the Apostle Paul would address this through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's read that together. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to begin reading in verse 18. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that divisions exist among you. And in part, I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, in order that those who are approved may have become evident among you. Therefore, when you meet together, it's not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in your eating, each one takes his own supper first. One is hungry, another is drunk. What? Do you not have houses in which to eat and drink? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? In this I will not praise you. For I receive from the Lord that which I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick, and a number sleep. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we should not be judged. But when we are judged... We're disciplined by the Lord in order that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, 
so that you may not have come together for judgment. Communion is a place for connections. Communion is a place that connects us with our past. As the Apostle Paul wrote by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he, he was taking them, in essence, back in time. As he wrote those words, the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. You see, he's connecting them with the night that Jesus was betrayed. He's connecting them with the night that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. Now, the night that Jesus did institute the Lord's Supper was in the middle of the Passover feast. And I know you remember the Passover feast. It was a, a time of remembrance as well. It was a time to celebrate freedom from death. It, it was taking the, the children of Israel way back in time to a point in time where Israel had been in Egyptian captivity for 400 years. And God had heard their cries and he sent Moses to Pharaoh uh, requesting uh, demanding that the children of Israel be set free. And of course, you recall how Pharaoh had such a hard heart and he would not set the children of Israel free. So God sent plagues, the last of which was the death angel. And when the death angel was sent, they knew that the firstborn of each family would die unless, unless a lamb was slaughtered and the blood of the lamb was sprinkled on the doorpost. If that happened, then the death angel would pass over their home. This Passover meal that the children of Israel had been partaking in, they had been partaking in for, for centuries. And right here, right here in the middle of this Passover meal, Jesus says, this bread, this bread is my body. This, this fruit of the vine, this cup, it represents my blood. When you partake of these things, do it in remembrance of me. And why? Because Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate Lamb of God. So you see, our communion should definitely connect us with our past, but our communion should also connect us, connect our, our heart, if you will, with God. I hope that somewhere close to you right now, you have those things that represent the, the body and the blood of Jesus. This is such a, a powerful moment for us as we partake in it one with another. Jesus said in John chapter 6, beginning in verse 53, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So he who eats me, he also shall live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread shall live forever. You see, this supper, this supper 
is a part of bringing us eternal life. As as we partake in it, it reminds us of that promise of of life everlasting. So it's it's so much more than than just a a nice ceremony. It's it's so much more than, than simply acknowledging what Christ did. The word remember for us, uh, sometimes we, we think it means to recall something, and that's, that's a good definition. But to just simply recall what Christ has done for us, well, that may not be enough. It, it may go deeper than just simply recalling. You know, when you dismember something, to dismember means that you remove something. If you were to dismember my hand, that would mean you would remove my hand from my arm. So to remember means that there is a connection. There is a, a reconnection. So again, it runs deeper than just simply recalling. It's more connecting or, or reconnecting that as, as I eat his body and as I drink his blood, that I am reconnecting, that I know that indeed Jesus Christ is a part of me. I know, I know this life is filled with so much heartache. And I know that this life is filled with bad news everywhere we turn some days. But as a child of God's, as a Christian, we are about to taste and remember how good our God truly is. Communion should connect us with the heart of God, but communion should also then connect the individual with the collective. You see, it's it's amazing how partaking in communion connects me as an individual with God, but communion also connects me and you. You see, the Apostle Paul wrote, as you come together to eat. Paul was upset as he was writing the church in Corinth, and rightfully so, because they were taking that which should have been uh, something that would be bringing them together, and it was causing division among them. For us, as we come together, such a, a precious time, because our relationship that we have one with another as children of God, as those who are a part of the body of Christ, that oneness that we have one with another is so special, it's so unique, so wonderful. I so look forward to the time once more when we can be eye to eye and shoulder to shoulder partaking in this sweet communion together That is something that I will never take for granted again. Our communion, it also connects us to the future. The Apostle Paul wrote, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. So when we partake in this communion, it gives us a glimpse into our, well, into our heavenly future. And so today we can actually look forward to a time when we will be face to face with Jesus Christ for all eternity. That's a wonderful thing. I wonder sometimes if, if with this, 
if with this we've, we've made it too much like a, a funeral, when it should be more of a celebration. You see, we're talking about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and what that means for us and remembering it. Listen, at a funeral you talk about the dead, but Jesus is not dead. He is alive. And because He is alive, then we have hope of life everlasting. So truly this, this memorial feast is a, is a celebration each time that we partake of it. So will you connect? Will you connect with your past knowing that the blood of the Lamb has cleansed you, has forgiven you of all your past sins? Will you connect with the hope, the hope that's only found in the body and the blood of Jesus, a hope of life everlasting? Will you connect with all of your, your brothers and sisters in Christ. How, how awesome it is to think that on this day, on the Lord's day, that we have brothers and sisters all around planet Earth who are partaking in this wonderful memorial feast just as we. Please, please do not ever allow this, this time to just be a, a blip in your worship service. May we never come into it without giving it real thought and consideration. The Lord's Supper is, is our communion. It connects us to Jesus Christ. As a child of God's, when you obeyed the gospel, when you were baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, you reenacted the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And now, each and every week as we come together, as we worship God on each Lord's Day, we get to remember how Jesus Christ made that possible. Everything, everything should center on this. Let's go to God together and pray. Our Father God, we humbly bow before you this day, a day which is yours, a day to praise you, to thank you. And Father, we are so thankful for your Son. We are so thankful for his life, so thankful for his death, so thankful for his resurrection. And God, as we have assembled to worship you today and to partake in this, this supper, this communion, we pray, Father, that as we partake of this bread, that we would do it in a way that pleases you and that we would always remember the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that, that hung on that very cruel cross. We pray, Father, that you would continue to be with us, that you would continue to bless us as only you can. But God, thank you so much for your Son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.
Would you bow with me again, please? Father, as we continue to thank you for this memorial feast, we are so humbled as we prepare to take of this fruit of the vine, which represents the blood of your Son. So humbled knowing, God, what all he went through on our behalf, but yet so thankful knowing that because of the blood of the Lamb, we have the hope of salvation. And we thank you for that. And we pray, Father, that that as we partake of this cup, that we would always do it in a way pleasing in your sight. All this we ask in your Son's name, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, separate and apart from our Lord's Supper is another act of worship that we are blessed to be able to partake in each week, which is when we give back to God as we have been prospered. Uh, This is a a convenient time for us to do it, but but may we never get the two confused. May we never think that uh, the Lord's Supper is somehow connected to to the giving and vice versa. Like uh, I heard one little boy say years ago that you're simply paying for your meal uh, after you eat. No, that's not it. But this is a a convenient time for us to, to pray and to give God thanks for all that He has done for us. Uh, Rainbow, I I want to take a moment, though, to commend you. Uh, even in this time of uncertainty, you have continued to, to show yourself generous. You've continued to give back to God. And, and I commend you for that. And I know that He will bless you for it. Um, of course, we do have online giving available now, as well as you can mail it into the church office or bring it by the church office. Uh, whatever is most convenient for you. Uh, But at this time, let us go to God in prayer. And this will also serve as our dismissal prayer for the day as well. Our Father God, we humbly bow before you. And again, God, we just thank you because you have blessed us in so many ways. And and we know, God, that these times that we are living in right now are uh, uncertain and that there are are many, many people right now who are struggling. Uh, They're struggling financially, they're struggling emotionally, they're struggling physically. And and God, we lift them up before you right now. We just pray that you would be with them. Uh, Father, we are so thankful uh, that we have the means to give back to you a portion of that which you have so generously, so lovingly given to us. Uh, Father, we pray that as we do give this back to you, uh, we, we pray for the those who would look over this, those who would steward this. We pray that all the things that we use these these funds for would be done in a way that glorifies you. Uh, Father, we pray that you would continue to be with us as as a nation. Uh, We pray for those in our 
medical field who continue to work so tirelessly. We pray that you would bless them with strength. We pray that some, some cure, some vaccine might be found. We pray for those who continue to be sick. We pray for those who've lost loved ones, that you would be with them as only you can. God, we love you so much, but we know the love you have for us is even greater, and we thank you for that. We thank you for that wonderful assurance of a heavenly home that you have given to us through your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our worship service today. If you would like to learn more about our church here at Rainbow, you can find us online at rainbowchurchofchrist.org or on our Facebook page. Don't forget that we have weekly Bible studies every Wednesday night at 645. Uh, you can stream those on our Facebook page or on our YouTube page. Also don't forget, we have weekly spiritual conversations released every Monday on our website. Hope you have a great week, Rainbow.